0: Welcome to Put Hill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I'm going to continue this series on living with a purpose. Say that with me, living with a purpose. How many know that you were designed and created for a purpose? All of you here are uniquely created for a purpose in this world. Look at the neighbor you're sitting next to or somebody close to you and say, you're designed with a purpose because you are. And I mentioned to you last week I had been praying about what it is um, that that the Lord wanted me to share at the beginning of this year uh, to focus on, and I and I believe that is this message that all of you you and I need to focus on the fact that we're created to live with a purpose. You're not just meant to go through life wandering around, blowing this way if the wind blows that way, going this way if the wind blows you in that direction. You're to have a purpose in this life. How many would agree with me that you are built to have a purpose? And so I've begun this series and I want to remind you through the scriptures of how and why God created you to be in this in this world, to be here today. It's not by accident that you're here today. It's, not, it's by divine appointment that you're here today. God foreknew that you would be sitting in this service today. I want to mention to you that The beauty of God's creation is evident in all of mankind. I love going, one of my favorite places is going to Yosemite. I love going and seeing God's creation. How many have been to Yosemite? Raise your hand if you've been to Yosemite. One of the most gorgeous places, at least here. Uh, There's so many places in the world, but to me that's one of the most beautiful places. Yet nature isn't God's greatest work. You know what God's greatest work is? It's you and I. It's us. And one of, the, one of the things that it said that if we were to write down our DNA blueprint, it would take over 200,000 pages to write down your DNA blueprint. That's how complex you and I are, to write down the blueprint of your DNA. See, God didn't just form you and, and put you out here. He created you, knit you in your mother's womb, the Bible says, And gave you a specific purpose in this world. And it's up to us to try to figure that out, right, with God's help. Now, I believe as as a Christian believer, there's a custom design, a purpose in life to partner with God through gifts from His Spirit. I believe that He empowers you and gives you gifts that are unique to you, that you have, that I don't have, and vice versa. So again, the title of today's sermon is Living with Purpose. And I would ask you to turn if you have a Bible with you or an electronic device, turn with me to Romans chapter twelve. And I want to read from verses three through verse eight, and we'll have it up on the screen for you as well. And this is Paul writing, and I want you to listen to these words. Listen carefully, starting in verse three. For the by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Verse 6, we have different gifts. Everybody say that with me. So I truly believe that God's creation is truly wonderful, Amen. Because it's so diverse. How many have traveled to other countries? Raise your hand if you've traveled to other countries. We're we're um, so—I think the United States, the people here—we're so bound down here. We we don't get a chance to like other countries to explore peoples and communities, and uh, sometimes that's unfortunate. Because the more you explore of this world, the more you realize how diverse this world really is. It's not just what you see here. This world is so diverse. And it was put together, created together by a God that had you in mind. Amen? Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1. Listen to the words declared here in this verse. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Not only did God create what you see around us, the beauty in nature, the beauty of the trees, the ocean, the seas, He created you and I uniquely. As I mentioned last week, you were uniquely created. You are God's masterpiece. Again, look at someone and tell them, I am God's masterpiece. And tell somebody that. Say it with conviction I am God's masterpiece. And not only that, but he created you with a plan and a purpose for your life. The scriptures make that very clear. One of the worst things you and I can do as as human beings is, and we've done this, is we've taken a shovel and tried to use it as a hammer. Or you take a screwdriver and try to use it as a shovel. And you quickly realize those items weren't created for that purpose. They each have a unique purpose. Amen? And in life... Oftentimes, we get caught up doing something when you quickly realize, I'm not gifted in that. For example, uh, I can't play a lick on a trumpet, but I know someone that can. I have a nephew that can play like nobody's business, amen? Now, maybe some of you have talent like that. I don't. I quickly put that trumpet down, or I give it to the person that has the talent to do that, right? Right? So you, you realize what you're gifted in with physical gifts, but I want to talk to you today above and beyond physical gifts, spiritual gifts. Amen? Your purpose in that, in that area. For myself, I've shared this with you. I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home, so to speak. We weren't a family that grew up going to church. Uh, there were no ministers in my family. There were no preachers in my family. We had exposure to religion, but we weren't growing, we we didn't have relationships with with God Almighty. And so at the age of 24, when I first heard somebody knock on my door and, and began to share the gospel with me, and it just so happened to come at a time in my life when my life was kind of falling apart, spiraling, and I thought, you know, I was getting to the point where I was questioning not only what I am doing here in life, but should I even be around? You know, when you get to that point, you know you've hit a low, and uh, we, we can all get to that point in life. And I got to that point, and, and I slowly started to listen to, to this person share the gospel with me, and I got saved at the age of 24. Saved meaning I began to have a, a relationship with my Almighty God, Almighty Heavenly Father. He led me to the Lord, which in turn... I began to share that with my mother and father and led them to the Lord and my brother and sisters and led them to the Lord. And um, my family, you know, now serves God. And where my prior ambitions were all about me, it was just about me, living a life for me, now it's to serve others. Now it's to love on others. And instead, God took that inward focus of just my life and put it out and said, No, I've brought you here for a purpose. I created you for a purpose. And the last thing, if you would have asked me in my 20s, you're going to be a pastor of a church one day, I would have looked at you and said, you are straight up crazy, right? I would have told you that. But here I am. I didn't get licensed and ordained until I was in my 50s, okay? So it's never too late to accomplish the purpose for God that God wants for your life. It's never too late. And so God is using me, and I've, I've shared this as well. I have felt more fulfilled teaching God's Word than at any other point in my life. Uh, I mean, I've, I've built houses. Uh, I, I've been a, a husband, a father, a grandpa now. Um, and the most fulfillment, and I love my family, but is when you're doing your purpose in life. And that is what I'm teaching. God's called me to that. I feel so fulfilled in that. And uh, God has a purpose for each of you, amen? God has a divine purpose for you. I really quickly just want to share with you the five purposes according to Pastor Rick Warren. He's He's a pastor from Southern California that wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. And I've shared this with you. The very first sentence in the book says, life, it's not about me, the Bible says. And so... He's given five different purposes, which really isn't related to what I want to talk or focus on, but I want to share those with you. And the first purpose is worship, and let's put those on the screen. First purpose is worship. You were created to bring pleasure to God. That was your first purpose that you were created for. Worship doesn't only happen when you're in church. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of giving God worship. Second purpose of your life is unselfishly loving fellow members of God's family. When God puts you in a family like this, a church, he wants you to love on one another. That's the beauty of having a church family. You can come here broken, spiritually, physically, and you can be loved on here. You can be restored here. You can be encouraged here in church because of people, like-minded people of the same faith that want to build you up, amen? And that is the second purpose of your life, to connect to a spiritual family. The third purpose of your life is to become more like Jesus by taking on his values and character. That's what I meant by saying that if you would have asked me in my 20s, you're going to be a minister in in a church one day, I'd have laughed at you because my values and my character didn't line up with that at that time. So spiritually mature character is already in you, but it hasn't been shaped yet. It takes a lifelong process to shape your character. And the fourth purpose of your life is to serve others. This is called ministry. Oftentimes it's mistaken that only the pastor or the minister is doing ministry, I beg to differ. The Word of God teaches differently. Your job as you help others, as you love on others, you're actually doing ministry. There's, there's homeless ministry. There's feeding ministries. There's, there's a women's ministry. There's men's ministries. There's children's ministries. There's a music ministry. There's all sorts of different styles and types of ministries. You minister in those areas, and God created you and called you to ministry. And the fifth and final purpose is your mission. Whereas your ministry is how you serve believers or others, your mission is your service to unbelievers or that, those that don't know Christ. Those that you come across and, and say, hey, have you ever uh, been to church? Uh, can I tell you what God did for me? Can I share what, how God transformed my life from a life that wanted to commit suicide to a life that now thrives? Can I share that with you? God wants you to spread his word of love, encouragement, his glory, the promise of eternal life. One day you and I will spend eternity somewhere, and you can pinpoint that, and you can settle that here, amen? He doesn't want you to have to wait until the end of your lifetime to determine that. So now, from that, I just wanted to share that, but I want to now go to the core of my message, which is just the three points and the first one is the identity of your purpose. Everybody say identity of your purpose. And I have to start by reading a scripture to you found in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. You see, everything that we do has to be scripturally based. Everything that we do must be scripturally based. And the, the Word of God says here, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, again, I I told you you're not here by accident. God knew you'd be here today. He's prepared good works for you. He's already prepared your purpose for you in this life. You may not know or you may be struggling to figure that out, but I want to encourage you and help you today to recognize that Your purpose is found in God's Word, and it's going to help you discover what that may be. Again, to identify our purpose, we must partner with the Holy Spirit to find out. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your spirit, to speak to your soul, to discover how God equipped us to serve, to use the the Bible as your guide. The Bible's our manual for life, right? I've often heard it said this way, the Bible bible is basic instructions before leaving earth right and uh, there's a song that they teach little kids uh, that goes like that so the question here for you today is what were you made for let that just swirl around in your in your brain for a few seconds what were you made for were you just made to with the talents that you have just to use those talents for yourself I beg to differ. Were you gifted with this intellectual mind to be an attorney, maybe an engineer, and just use those talents for yourself? No, it's your purpose is created, you were created for much grander purpose than that. Some of us though, here's the problem, we fight against the way we were created. We And maybe we do this more when we're younger, but we often can say, man, I wish I would have been born here, or I wish I would have been born there, or I wish I would have had his life or her life, depending on who you are. We may have said that a time or two, especially when we're younger. But as you grow older, you learn to appreciate what life's thrown at you and how you've overcome, because it's shaping you into the person you are today, the, the things that you and I have to go through. Now, here's the thing there's a big difference between knowing your purpose finding your purpose and living for purpose and you and i were born for glorious purpose god didn't bring you into this world by accident there are no accidents in god's world and i don't care what your situation is where you came from you are not an accident you and i were born with glorious purpose and you're blessed with glorious purpose Let me share what what I mean by that. God has a plan for your life, as I touched on last week on the scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 29 says that he has called you to a purpose, plans to not harm you, but to give you a hope, amen, and a good life, a purpose in your life. He's given you that for you and I. God has this plan for you. He wants to use you to do things above and beyond what you could think or imagine, How many are living a life right now that they thought they'd never get to, right? You're experiencing things that you never thought you'd be able to do when you were younger. Which leads me to the second point today. I'm not going to take very long today, but the second point is the impairment to your purpose. I have seen, just like you, gifted believers or just gifted people. And you know what happens with quite often with a lot of gifted people, is these same people begin to think that they are God's holy gift to mankind. Have you ever met that person? We've all met that person or persons. But what begins to happen, especially in a church setting, if you have that attitude, it's called pride and arrogance, number one. Pride and arrogance will always fall. God will always tear you down if you have that type of attitude. Let me tell you, you are not something above and beyond everybody else. All of us are created equal, amen? All of us are created equal. Yet God has given us a purpose and amazing gifts to use. And that that attitude that I mentioned of pride and arrogance, there's no room for it. You will be destroyed spiritually if you have that. Grace and humility are what is needed in the body of Christ. God has chosen people. He's chosen you and I to do his work. Did you know that you are God's feet? You are God's hands. You are God's mouthpiece in a way, declaring his word, what he's already spoken, what he's already written. But God uses you and I to accomplish his task in this world. It is only when God works through people that we are truly effective. The truth is, God in the blink of an eye could replace each of us. The minute you say, they can't do this, or my, my, my job place, they can't survive without me. Believe me, you're just another number. You can be replaced. Or you begin to say, I am so talented in this area, there's nobody that can do it like me. You're, you're ready for a fall. You're, your fall is coming. I, I can assure you of that. Amen? Be careful when you have that attitude. In fact, let me focus on verse 3 again of our sermon text. If we can put that back up, the sermon text. Let's look at verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Now, I understand all of us have unique talents, and some of you have amazing talents. I mean, unworldly talents in certain areas, and that's great, and that's a blessing from God. Make sure you thank your Creator creative for that, but don't be so crazy in your thinking that you are better than anybody else because God has blessed you. Be humble with that gift that God has given you. God has created you with that gift, whatever that may be, Amen. We should never, ever become arrogant because God is graciously choosing to use you and I. Now, God does choose us and uses us to use us, but He doesn't have to. He doesn't need any of us. He didn't need anybody at the beginning of creation when He created this world. You see, the problem is or what we need to understand, excuse me, it's a privilege and an honor that he uses in any capacity, whether it's ministering, whether it's, whether it's ushering, whether it's doing kids church, whatever it may be, that's a privilege. Amen. It's an absolute privilege. It's his power working in us and through us. And if we forget that, we make absolutely zero impact on our community around us don't ever forget it's not your talent it's God's spirit working through you that that lets you and allows you to have that talent to do what you do amen so it's only when he's working through us that we're effective and listen to this before I go to point number three you can never be too small for God to use but you can become too big in your head Amen. I just throw that out there for free. Amen. How's, here's the third point, the importance of your purpose. So the, the purpose, attending church shouldn't just be a spectator sport. Church wasn't designed just for you to just watch. Um, the Bible compares the church to a family or a body with many believers. I mean, let me give you a perfect example of that, uh, spectator sport. I love my San Francisco Giants, and I love my San Francisco 49ers, Okay. Um, and I love to watch the Golden State Warriors and Go Warriors today with Clay Thompson coming back. And when you watch these games, I'm the type, whether it's boxing even, I'm a big boxing fan. And I I remember um, going back, that reminds me of my dad and my Uncle George when they get together, and they would come over and uh, they would watch Friday uh, night fights, and they'd be, like, fighting themselves. I'd want to ask them, who's winning? You know, because... They were so into it. They weren't just sitting back and watching something. They were actually participating in it. And the same thing in sports. We go to a 49ers game, a Giants game. We're throwing our hands up. kind of what we do in church. We throw our hands up. They're clapping. Touchdown. Home run. Great play. It's, a, it's not just sitting back and watching. Church was designed in the same way. God just didn't say, okay, just sit back and enjoy. He wants you to participate. Be a part of what's going on. Amen? And can I get a loud amen? Amen. (laughs) It's important that you use the purpose God has given you to impact people. And here's the wonderful part of that. And, And we read it, the scripture, where we don't all serve the same function. We're part of a body But the body has many members. Think of your own body. You have your toes, you have your fingers, you have your your brain, your, your intellectual system, your nervous system, and so forth. Every part of that functions differently and uniquely, yet you need every piece of it to function. We need every one of you to function as a body. Every church in America, in this world, needs every person in it to function properly. We can't function without you. I need you. I need every one of you. Amen? And that's the beauty of serving in a church. And part of finding our place in the body is knowing our gifts, what verse 6 said. If we can put that scripture up um, from our sermon text, l- look at these Look at scriptures. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of you, us. And then it goes on to list these different gifts. Each of us need to discover, what is that gift? Has anybody ever told you you have a generous spirit? Maybe it's because you're a, gift, you're a giver. You have the gift of giving. Has anybody told you you have a, a gift of humbleness? Uh, or whatever it is, God has divinely, uniquely given you that gift because not everybody is a giver. Uh, let's just face it. Not everybody is, is, uh, is gentle. Not everybody is loving. Uh, those are things we want to strive for. But some people have that gift in abundance. Some people have the gift of teaching, of encouragement. Have you been around people that are encouragers? Those are the people I want to hang with because I've been around people that are discouragers. Those are the people I want to say, bye-bye, Felicia, and say, see you later. I don't want to hang around them. Amen? Uh, So we have to know what our gifts are, and, and once you know that, That's half the battle, is knowing what God has gifted you in. Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm getting ready to close this afternoon, but Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, 15, excuse me, it says this. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ Christ. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. We're to grow to be like Christ. We're to mature and grow. How many know that it takes years to mature? If you've ever had children, you know that when children are born, they're not mature yet. It takes years for them to mature. And in the same way, spiritually, spiritual development takes years. But I do want to set this or uh, uh, let you know on this misapplication of that scripture, oftentimes you'll hear people say, well, I had to tell that person how messed up they were and how wrong they were, but I said it in love because they use that scripture and say, I spoke the truth in love. It's not talking about that here. This is talking about God's word declaring it in a loving way. When you and I have an issue with one another, yes, we must do it with love, but let's not misapply that scripture and and misinterpret that scripture. Amen. Here in this church at Foothill Christian as your pastor, I want everyone here to discover his or her gifts, how those spiritual gifts can be used to benefit the body of Christ. We must discover what we were born to do, And our purpose in Christ. And this involves knowing your spiritual gifts. Did you know that if you refuse, if you refuse to step up and do what you know to do in terms of your gift, you're in disobedience, that you're actually hurting the body, hurting the people around you. You're depriving the people of a gift that God has given you. God has placed you exactly where he wants you. And He's made you for that purpose, and He wants you to fulfill that purpose. Again, as I I close this afternoon, as, as believers, our main purpose is conformity to Christ. God has called you. God foreknew, God justified, and God conforms us into the image of His Son. That's what I call shaping you into the image of His Son. And maybe you're here today still on that journey trying to figure it out. And that's okay because it takes, it takes years of maturing and, and life application and enduring hardships and trials to get to figure out, ah, and have an aha moment. This is what I was created to do. Sometimes it takes years. But I want to encourage you by focusing on your main purpose today for which you were created And that is a relationship with Christ. That is your main purpose. You have giftings and talents, every one of you here. But your main purpose, why you were brought into this world, was to worship Christ. Amen? And I just want to give you little helps every day in everyday life that can help you achieve that. Number one is find yourself an accountability partner. What I mean by that is... Get somebody else that that maybe you admire, maybe somebody that that you want and can trust in and say, hey, I want you to hold me accountable um, for the things I want to do and here's what I want to do and here's what my prayers and, and just share with them. My wife and I here in this church, we're here for every one of you. We do that. I do that with certain people. But find someone and get an accountability partner. You'll get a better understanding of your purpose, get new ideas for fulfilling them, and you'll strengthen your faith. Second thing would be spiritual check-ins. What I mean by that is check in here. Get get alone, you and God, and say, Lord, am, am I where I should be spiritually? Or am I falling short? And then just begin to reflect on where God has brought you from, worries brought you now and ask your ask your God am I where I'm supposed to be and be honest with yourself be honest are there areas that you're holding back or maybe not surrendered completely to God third thing you can do and I'm, I'm just talking about four here but the third thing is journaling how many like to journal I don't got journalists here in my church. Okay, that's okay. Journaling, and I know there's a few of you that do this, but it's useful for tracking where you came from to where you've been. You can see progress because sometimes in everyday life, it seems like you haven't made any progress. But if you begin to journal these things, you can see amazing progress over time. And I would encourage you to do that. Schedule a regular time to write about what you did during your week or your month, what you were feeling at that time. And then as you reflect back, you'll see the growth you've had. And then the last thing is modeling the purpose-driven life. In other words, share it with others. Tell others. Because I'll tell you one thing that will hold you accountable really quick is when you start sharing to others about what God's done for you, how God's helping you. Because they're going to start looking at your life then. And here's one thing I've always remembered what the Scripture said. Paul, the apostle, said this. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I've shared that with you. you know, follow me. Follow Pastor Rick as I follow Christ. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't be like me because I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. But follow me as we journey together. In following Christ. That's what Paul was saying and I would say that to you. Let's be an example to one another. Amen. This church is here for every one of you to lead you, to help you, to encourage you and as we do these things in our life we begin to recognize he is our strength. He is our healer. Those that are watching online he is your healer. He is your providence. He is everything you need He's your encourager. He's your peace. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Stand with me this afternoon as we close. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being our peace, our strength, our encouragement, our healer. Again, I pray, Lord, today that everyone watching online, everyone here would sincerely want to desire to know what that purpose is that they were created for. And that, number one, it's to worship Christ. But, Lord, how can we serve in this church, in the body? How can we serve with the talents you've given me, each of us here today? Show us how to do that, Father. And help us to live and give of that talent, of that purpose that you've created in us. And, Lord, we give you thanks today. We love you. We praise you. We pray your blessing uh, today. Uh, And before I pray that blessing, I, I also pray, Lord, you're covering over each person here today. Keep us safe in this place, in this world that we live in. And I'm not just talking about COVID or anything like that, but just keep us safe. Guard our mind. Protect our thoughts. Guard our homes. Our children. Grandchildren. May you watch over each of us, Father, and we give you thanks. And then as we close every Sunday, I pray this blessing over you. If you could just lift your hands with me and receive this blessing today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Have a wonderful Sunday. God bless you, and have a great week. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.